Welcome to this awesome edition of the Grow Microbiology Podcast. My name is Jim Conley, your host for this episode, and I'm so excited to be here today. This is actually a special treat for a number of reasons. Today we're going to have the SmartBook 2.0 podcast. I know you guys are all excited about that. We have a ton of SmartBook users out in the audience, but I have a special surprise. It's a really awesome show because now I'm doing this in person with one of my favorite people on the entire planet, the one, the only, Bill Hoover from Bunker Hill Community College. Welcome to the show today, Bill. Hey, thanks a lot, Jim. It's great being here. Now, the one thing that's awesome about Bill is he's been using SmartBook since the inception, so he's got a lot of experience that way. He's also been a digital author for us on the Salad and Brands, which is an anatomy and physiology product. Um, over the years, he's done a ton of work in technology related to like lecture capture, light technologies in so many different ways. And he even has a company today called 529 that they do training overseas, right? Yes, we do, Jim. We uh, onboard all instructors to using an LMS and how to integrate uh, platforms, plugins uh, into that LMS so that they can teach their students. It's so great. And uh, the thing that I want to tell all of you, if you don't know Bill, is he's really an innovator in education. And he cares so much not only about his students, but then also for the staff and the faculty that he works with at Bunker Hill Community College and really is just a wonderful example of how education is done right. And, and you work so hard. And on behalf of everybody that you've ever trained and for myself personally and everybody at McGraw-Hill Education, thank you for what you do, Bill. Thank you very much, Jim. Uh, I take great pride in making sure that you know students can learn most effectively with the tools that are available and you know during an uncomfortable time for most educators you know transitioning to this you know digital platform uh, era you know i want them to feel comfortable whenever they walk into a classroom that you know what they're going to be using is going to be effective well how the the idea for this show came up i was actually thinking about doing this a number of months ago um in microbiology just so everybody knows Prescott's Microbiology, which just published here in January, it has SmartBook 2.0. So if you're a Prescott user or if you're thinking about using Prescott, the good news is you'll be able to use this literally right now. So it's available today. It's available for summer use. It's available for the fall, next spring. It's right in your wheelhouse. Unfortunately for some of the other titles, we're still catching up a little bit. So Cowan's Microbiology Talaro's microbiology. They're publishing next year, so there's a little quick tip for you. Um, and when they publish, they're going to have SmartBook 2.0. So this is kind of a preview show for any of you the folks that are using either a taxonomic book or a systems book. Taxonomic is the Talaro textbook, and then uh, the systems book is Kelly Cowan's title. Um, we actually have two of them, but uh, the big book for Cowan is going to publish next year. So we can kind of build this bill as a preview show, if you will, <laughs> which will be kind of fun. Great. And uh, so anyway, last night, Bill and I had a wonderful dinner with uh, Monica Lewis, who's one of our uh, LTRs here in the field. Monica, by the way, if you're listening to this, quick shout out to you. Right, Bill? Hey, Monica. Thanks for a great dinner last night. And the conversation was even better. And the reason why the conversation was even better is Monica actually used to teach anatomy and physiology at the high school level. So we got into a wonderful discussion about ATP and then we were talking about sodium, right? The sodium yep. potassium pump. And yep. it evolved into many other things. And then literally as uh, Bill and Monica were talking about A&P pretty intensely, 
I was thinking, we should do a show on that. And they were laughing, and Monica said, oh, geez, I don't know if I want to be on the show. And then I said, oh, man, we could do a SmartBook 2.0 show tomorrow. We could do it live in person, and it would be great. And Bill, of course, is always so courageous and gracious to say, yeah, let's do it. Absolutely. So here we are. So let's kind of get to the – cut to the chase here, Bill. For SmartBook 2.0, you know, you've used uh, 1.0 for a long time. And now 2.0 has come out. So if you were going to tell the audience right out of the gate, like what looks different with the new SmartBook 2.0? Sure, Jim. Uh, so SmartBook 1.0, I think, was, you know, a dramatic change and well needed. You know, we never could force our students to read before they came to class. And so with SmartBook 1.0, we were able to assign not only the chapters, but the sections, you know, that we were going to cover in those chapters um, and make sure that the students actually did something so that we could have more meaningful conversations uh, during the lecture time. So, but one of the things that, you know, a lot of the students and, you know, my instructors were saying was that wouldn't it be nice if we could get a little more granular? You know, can I take some of those questions out? Can I take some of those topics out? So McGraw-Hill listened. They had faculty focus groups that spent a great deal of time giving them feedback as to how granular they would like to have you know, the assignable content. And so basically what they did is they took the learning outcomes down to a conceptual level. So you might have, you know, 10, 12, 15 different concepts in, you know, a section that you can pick and choose whether or not you want those to be covered. And so, you know, we still have that same granularity of being able to force our students to prepare to read. However, now we can get down to the nitty gritty and say, I really want this to reflect me as an educator and only cover the topics that I really, really feel that my students need. I would say, Bill, uh, that is the number one thing that has been asked for for really, you know, three, four years now, probably longer. I just can't remember back that far <laughs> where faculty have asked. And in some of our titles, as you know, like Saladin is an example, some of the titles had a lot more content. We right. were able to kind of break it down into a granular level. With this new interface, you have courses like, uh, just as an example, uh, Saladin Human Anatomy, which is published. That's going to have granularity. Prescott's uh, microbiology, which we're talking about right now, that's going to have the granularity. And then this granularity concept is going to be available for all the titles that SmartBook 2.0 is going to have, which is really awesome. Yeah, you know, that was really great. You know, and the second thing that you're really going to see in SmartBook 2.0 is the ability to not only prepare students for lectures, but to prepare them for exams. Um, our SmartBook 1 users will recall that it was um, commonly referred to as recharge, yep. which basically says, you know, hey, student, you know, before your big exams, you should go in there and review this information that you studied, let's say, during week one, but now it's week five and you have your exam. But unfortunately, at that time, the technology didn't permit us to assign a recharge or to assign multiple chapters at one time. So now we have a special way of... Um, formulating what we would call a review. So, you know, exam one review might cover three to five chapters. We can actually go in for this summative assessment and say, all right, you know, there might be 250 pages worth of material, student, that you are, you know, expected to be responsible for. But here are the must-have concepts that if you want to do well on my test, and I'm the one that's making it, then you should go in and complete this assignment. Not only should you, you have to because it's part of your grade. So we can hold their feet to the fire, require a certain point value, and the more points, the more they're going to do it. 
and the better they're going to perform. So the learning outcomes, especially for those students that um, traditionally struggled the most, you know, have skyrocketed since we've implemented this new feature. Yeah, we, Bill and I had a conversation about this earlier. Um, I was mentioning to Bill that back when I was an undergrad, I would literally read a chapter. So back then, you know, we had online, but it was mainly websites. And they weren't really extensive or anything like that. So we would have to read the printed book. And then I would actually create my own quizzes, grade them myself. And then I would go back in and I would read the chapter and kind of figure out what I didn't know. And then often I would have to requiz myself depending on how much time I had. That's kind of the preface here is how much time did I have. And so what was amazing is I always kind of build that as, well, that's the, the poor person's smart book, right? <laughs> so I had to do it all manually. Um, and I always sound like an old person saying, oh, yeah, you young kids, <laughs> you should have seen how I had it. I had actually built my own smart book, but it was called Jim Book or something like that. <laughs> and so it sounds kind of funny when you look at like, oh, back in the day. But then Bill really kind of hit upon something I think that's really important is, you know, in that process, what would I have missed? You know, I'm building my own quizzes, grading it myself. Um, Really, this granularity is a key thing because now the student today can really zero in on exactly what they're struggling with. Well, you know, I think if you ask any student, you know, um, before you prepare for this big exam, what would you like to know? And they say, you tell me what I need to know and I'll go learn it. You know, you give me, you know, my marching orders and boy, will I carry them out. The problem is, is that I have 250 pages worth and maybe I'll pick some of the stuff that you find that's important and maybe I won't. But SmartBook takes all of that. SmartBook 2.0 takes all of that guessing out of it. And on top of that, we have, you know, really refined some of the biological algorithms. You know, for those of you who haven't heard of biological algorithms, it's things like how long did it take you to answer that question? You know, so I always tease my students, you know, I probably wouldn't be married if, you know, on the first couple of dates, my wife said, what's, what's my name? And I paused and waited and said, could you give me a hint? What does it begin with? I said, you know, we wouldn't be together today. So those biological algorithms help the system understand where is that student struggling the most and it will serve them that content up first and the stuff that they, you know, are consistently getting correct. It will push it to the back and maybe ask them that a little bit later whenever they're struggling to keep them interested in the program. Yeah. Yeah, And that's one thing too, that, you know, I've kind of looked at these adaptive systems that we've developed here at McGraw-Hill, state-of-the-art stuff. Um, What I think I was doing when I was an undergrad is sometimes I might not know the answer to the question. It was a multiple choice maybe that I built, and I'm guessing. So I would get it right, and then all of a sudden, boom, you think you know it. Right. Common trap. Well, you know, Jim, it's interesting that you say that because with my company, we do a lot of digital pedagogical research. And so what we find is that if we layer questions properly, and that's what the new algorithm does, a true-false question is not, let's say, uh, something that you want a student guessing on, you know, in a big stakes exam. However, it is really important early on whenever they're learning that information that they start to get some things right and that you slowly channel them through more challenging questions. Maybe then you move to, you know, a multiple choice where they're recognizing an answer and may not necessarily know it. But eventually you want it to be somewhat of like a fill-in-the-blank answer um, or a drag-and-drop type where they only get one chance so that, you know, they understand, I absolutely positively have to know this. I can't recognize, I can't guess, I absolutely need to know it. And so that's what those algorithms do, is that they force that student into a learning 
you know, pathway that will get them to the point where they absolutely know it before the big summative assessment. Yeah, and that's really when you look at most of the students, that's what they're most concerned about. That exam, high stakes, pressure, 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 they need to perform. But really on the flip side of it, as an educator um, and as an education company, we want them to learn it. That's right. I mean, passing the exam is definitely important because obviously it's one huge measure in most courses. But really, if they learn it, then it's a lot better. And there really isn't a better product out on the market, I don't think, that you know, we've seen that can do it as well as SmartBook 2.0. No. I mean, when, when you look at how long SmartBook has been around and how many probes or questions you know, have been built and answered, 15 different question types, and using all of that data from those biological algorithms and you know, what was effective and what wasn't effective, it's actually even driven you know, heat map-based remediation for students, which you know, is really another big feature of SmartBook 2.0. So if a student, let's say in SmartBook 1.0, misses the question, it will give them um, maybe, you know, a, a written explanation of why they got it wrong. But with the new SmartBook 2.0, the student can't jump to the next question. They have to thoughtfully pause and look at the screen and say, okay, here are my options. I don't know this, and I have these three options. I can read the passage again. I can listen to a tutorial by you know, a subject matter expert, or I can do a learning activity. I can watch an animation. They're given the opportunity in that learning moment where they're struggling the most, not waiting until they go to class or if they forget to ask the teacher during an office hour. They're getting it right there in the learning moment so that their misconception can be cleared up and they're able to learn. So just to give you an idea of what a great professional bill is, so I've got like a, a script and an outline, and I was thinking, geez, I need to make sure we talk about <laughs> you can't get a wrong answer and then just move to the next question like you know, what we used to do, and the bill just kind of flows right into yeah. it. It's awesome. <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't be sharing my podcasting secrets, but since we're live, we might Absolutely. as well. Absolutely, like, we might as well. I've already kind of like I dug on myself with Jim Book. <laughs> That'd be funny. We got to market that. Gym book. The gym book. <laughs> the manual <laughs> smart book. <laughs> oh, man. People would not like that. <laughs> smart book much better. Much better. All right. So then the other thing, too, you and I talked about was, um, you know, when you look at the uh, current product right now, smart book 1.0, and you look at smart book 2.0, one of the big differences that, you know, a user is going to see is it's a little bit of more of a dashboard approach. Oh, my goodness. reporting. Yes. And talk me through that a little bit. Okay, Jim. So, you know, if you are an avid educator and you have time and you have the ability to go in and dig up these reports, you know, in SmartBook 1.0, which, to be quite honest, were quite amazing. I mean, you can yeah. find out the top 10 questions that all of your students were struggling with as they went through that entire assignment. You can also find out the top five most challenging learning outcomes, but you would actually have to physically go in, find those reports, knew which report it was that was going to give you that detail, run it, you know, um, and then print it. Whereas now, you know, we listen to all of the educators out there who says, boy, we need something that's just right there. We need like a teaching um, platform rather than a learning platform for us as, as educators. So that's where the dashboard came in. And so right across is this very clean um, interface where the reports are represented, you know, with the dashboard that will say, you know, without you having to run the report, it'll say, you know, uh, 45 of 50 students have completed the assignment. Here are the five that haven't. 
and you can immediately have an actionable um, item there. Email those students and say, hey, you know, there's only two days left before this is due. You know, is there a reason why you haven't submitted your assignment yet? And right from the dashboard. That's awesome. And if you're going to be teaching your class that day, rather than having to pull the most uh, challenging learning outcome report, it already says it on the dashboard. Here are the top five, you know, um, topics that your students struggled with the most as they were trying to complete this assignment. And then once again, you have an actionable item where you can pull up those remediation opportunities for your students and do it live, show them how to do it so yeah. that they too you know, I, I think if you if you see one, do one, teach one is what we learned in medical school. So if we're showing our students in class how they can help themselves, oh, boy, you just taught, you know, uh, learning skills, right? Um, you know, which study skills, which our students typically at the community college level don't have. So now, like Jerry Maguire says, you know, help me help you. I'm I'm doing that with my students now with the new dashboard and SmartBook 2.0. Yeah, that's just great. And you and I talked about earlier the office hours too. So SmartBook 2.0 has an inherent advantage now in the office hours. So if I came into you uh, in office hours and I said, hey, I am really struggling with um, genetics or metabolism and you're kind of facilitating that conversation with me, how is SmartBook 2.0 going to help us with that conversation better? Well, Jim, SmartBook 2.0 completely transforms an office hour because you can tailor it to that one individual student. I can create one assignment with that granularity that we talked about before and make sure that the highlighted topics that I think they are struggling with and that they need to review, I can give them just those topics with that granularity in an assignment for them to complete you know, before they come back and then we can have a nice discussion about it. But it individualizes those office hours with a productive activity that's going to glean a bunch of data about, you know, where they continue to make mistakes or where they've improved. Yeah. And for me as a student, that is awesome because now I can actually learn it quicker. Yeah. I can zoom in through those reports, the report that you just gave me, build that assignment and I'm off to the races. That's right. Uh, much quicker in terms of being efficient in that learning moment, if you will. For sure. Okay, so for flipped classrooms, how is this going to help with that? Man, that dashboard is amazing. I mean, I literally can just flip on my computer, you know, two minutes before I start my lecture. And rather than going from slide one to slide 70, I can look at that dashboard and say, hey, here are the top five, you know, learning outcomes that I need to cover with actionable you know, activities that I can launch right from, you know, the dashboard and go over it with the students and the questions. Because I think in one of our earlier podcasts, Jim, I mentioned how important that missed questions report was to the students. Because in that moment, they say, oh, boy, I'm not the only one who's struggling with those topics or those questions. Everybody seems to be struggling. And so then they say, we're all in it together. So if we start together, we're going to finish together. And they don't drop the class. So, you know, that really does change the dynamic of what we do in the classroom itself. You know, we can break up into groups and, you know, we can launch those uh, remediation activities and then have, um, you know, a summary from each of the groups, you know, explaining how, you know, or number one, why they chose that remediation tool and two, how that remediation tool helped clarify their misconceptions. Yeah, that's great. Um, now, with SmartBook, is there anything that we didn't mention that you think the audience might be interested in? Or do you think we've pretty well covered it? <clears throat> I think we've pretty well covered it. You know, we've 
we've made sure that we covered the granularity, you know, in, in the assignments. We made the distinction between not only being able to assign a lecture activity, pre-lecture activity, but also a review for the big summative assessments. We talked about uh, the individualization that we can create for students during office hours. And we also talked about how that dashboard is really going to change the way students learn and the way we teach, you know, as educators, because it quickly provides you everything you need to know about those assignments that your students have been completing, you know, with one push of a button. Yeah, and here's kind of a quick thing uh, at ASM this year. So Bill's actually going to be at ASM with us, which is going to be amazing. We're going to actually have an author corner where Bill's going to host a SmartBook 2.0 discussion. So if you have questions, if you're listening to this and you're going to ASM, we look forward to seeing you there. Uh, Definitely drop me a note, too, so we can get you on the roster for some of our social activities and things that we do that way. ASM is just a really fun conference, so I'm glad you'll be able to join us, Bill. Um, And, Bill, thank you for being on the podcast today. It's really great. My pleasure, Jim. And for all of you who are looking to come to ASM, remember, SmartBook 2.0 means that there will eventually be a SmartBook 3.0. So we want to hear, you know, even though we've made some incredible changes and accommodated, you know, the things that you and your students have been asking for, there's obviously going to be room for improvement, things that we can do better. So, you know, come and be ready to uh, contribute. Yeah, it'll be really great. And remember, right now, Prescott's microbiology already has SmartBook 2.0. And then upcoming, we're going to have Cowan's microbiology. That's the big book. And then Talaro, they're going to have SmartBook 2.0. And as we continue on our publishing path, when new editions come out in microbiology, we'll be adding in SmartBook 2.0. SmartBook 1.0 is still awesome product, works great. But uh, we wanted to use this showtime to really talk about some of the new changes in SmartBook 2.0. And also, if you guys have any uh, show ideas, feel free to send those along to me. My email address is james.connely at mheducation.com. You can find me on the web just about anywhere too, but we really appreciate you guys listening to this episode of Grow Microbiology. One last time, Bill Hoover, thank you for being on the show today. This is absolutely a pleasure. Appreciate you taking the time out of your schedule to do this with me today. Uh, You're welcome, Jim. Look forward to seeing everyone at ASM. And as always, if you want to drop us a rating on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you consume your podcasts, We really appreciate that because that helps us get the word out about this podcast. And if you have show ideas, certainly send those on and we'll get those on the the show roster. And if you want to be on the show, just drop me a line. We'll get that arranged too. And we really appreciate you guys listening to the Grow Microbiology. Have a great day.